The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Let's go! Robles guards Sergey Metzing! What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And it is going to be just me for quite some time. And the reason why is because, um, so big life, big life update. Um, it kind of, I kind of mentioned it last year, uh, near the end, um, in a previous episode. And that was that, uh, I've accepted a position, uh, you know, that's going to be a, a big step, step in my life. Um, and that is, uh, I am now in equipment manager for the Houston Dynamo Youth Academy. I do help out with the first team from time to time. And, um, right now I'm actually helping out with the second team until their, till their equipment guy, um, is officially able to start working. And so because of that, my schedule is a little bit hectic right now. Um, where, I'm basically going in at seven in the morning and leaving like at eight at night. Um, and they're, they're, the Dynamo are actually working on getting me an assistant for the, for the, uh, academy. So that way I'm not staying till eight. Like they're going to, you know, bring me somebody to like cover the, the late part, the later part of the day. So that, that's, that's going to be a thing. So, um, so yeah, till then, uh, recording the, these episodes on Monday is just not going to be ideal for me. Um, and so. Wednesday would be the ideal day for me till I get an assistant, but because of the fact that now I'm helping out with the second team till they, till they get their guy, um, I literally got no, <laughs> my literally only day off would be Sunday. Um, so I'm recording these on Sundays now. We, we, I tried to record it on Wednesday. We didn't get, we weren't able to get the episode out on time. And so we're actually redoing episode 118, uh, for that reason. So. I'm recording this on Sunday right now. Uh, there has been some games have been played already as far as like the Sunday slot games. Um, but, um, Arsenal and Tottenham haven't played yet. So, and then at Real Madrid and Bar- Barcelona haven't played yet for the Spanish Super Cup. So, um, not really that important, but I mean, obviously they're important matches, but I mean, like not important to the episode. So, um, this episode, with that being said, man, this episode, it's going to, have transfer talk. We're going to talk about obviously Cristiano Ronaldo's move to Al Nassar. My thoughts on it. Gareth Bale retiring, and uh, I know it's super late, but obviously you guys know we took a two, well now three week break um, on the whole U.S. men's national team drama that's going on over there. Um, recap. Uh, there's a game to recap. Uh, announced players of the week. And then give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. And of course, um, no three up, three down being that the fact that, you know, it's, it's just me, um, for the time being. So no three up, three down, but I will 
have a closing thought segment, I guess you can say, on something that's going on. And I just wanted to touch up on it. But so that that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to try to keep this episode at least a little bit lengthy. So that way you guys have something to listen to, whether it's on your commute or maybe while you're doing some work. So I'm going to do my best to make sure that that stays like that, keep the status quo and all that. But you know, obviously, when it's just me, it's kind of hard to have a full discussion. But with all that being said, man, that's basically it. Um, yeah, I'm super happy about working with the Houston Dynamo. Um, obviously, because I work for the Houston Dynamo, there are certain things I'm not going to be able to say uh, about the club. So, I mean, if we do touch up on MLS, which I mean, we really don't talk, talk a lot of MLS on this podcast. But if we do end up talking about MLS, um, I will... Definitely kind of kind of the Kirk Herbstreet kind of treatment that I do when he does when games that he announces that he announces. Um, I will try to stay a little bit unbiased. And uh, uh, if there's anything negative, I probably won't say it. Um, so just because obviously of where I am with the Houston Dynamo. But but yeah, no, the job's great. I love it. Um, it doesn't really feel like work to me because it's it's what I love to do. I love. I love being an equipment manager. You know, when I worked there, when I worked at Rice as an intern, it was a lot of fun to me. And so being able to do that, but now for soccer and actually getting paid to do it is is really cool. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity. I'm really blessed that the Dynamo have given me this opportunity and got me out of that warehouse. So yeah, man. So great, great way to start the year is to work for a club that you love watching. So, and now you get to be a part of the club. So all right. With all that being said, man, I'm going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with Transfer Talk. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com to read some great articles from great writers all across the country from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average website. And we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. A lot of, obviously, we try to stay active, especially when new episodes drop um, with, with some graphics for you guys to participate in. So you guys, once again, make, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. All right, man, transfer talk. All right, the big transfer story, obviously. Uh, well, not big transfer story, obviously, because we'll get to that part. Um yeah, you know, so starting things off, Luis Suarez ends up joining Gremio over in Brazil. So, you know, obviously he left his club, his, uh, his, his first club in Uruguay. Now he's going to Brazil to go play for Gremio. Maybe he'll slowly move his way up to Liga Mekis and then go play in the MLS. Who knows? Um, uh, Badia Shili, uh, he's joining Chelsea. Badia Shil, Badia Shil, it's, a, it's a hard name to pronounce. He's going to join Chelsea. Cody Gakpo, man, a guy that really got a lot of people's attention in the 2022 FIFA World Cup. He is joining Liverpool. Uh, Jack Butlin joins Manchester United on loan. Everybody's favorite goalkeeper. Uh, Romeo Beckham, son of David Beckham, has joined Brentford on loan. Obviously, he's currently, I believe, a Miami player. Not tired sure on that one. Uh, but now going to Brentford on loan. Andre Santos, who is a Brazilian wonder kid, is joining Chelsea. Joe Felix, he is joining Chelsea on loan. Um, I know a lot of people want to throw the bus label on him. I'm not entirely sure if he really is a bus. I just don't think he was a good fit for Atletico Madrid. Um, so maybe he fits at Chelsea, even though right now Chelsea is uh, 
Well, they won today, so I can't really say anything. But yeah, um, yeah, Chelsea. It's an interesting move. I mean, Chelsea is still trying to find a, a solidified attacker up front um, since I don't know, for such a long time now. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe John Felix can find his groove over there at Chelsea. Um, Matthew Click, uh, he's going to join DC United. And the big one that hurt my heart is uh, Mikhailo Modric is joining Chelsea. He was linked with Arsenal. It was very strong. Apparently, he really wanted to go to Arsenal. And Chelsea pulled the okie doke on us. Go figure. So that's that's just fucking weird. Yeah, I'm not mad about that at all. But we'll see, man. I mean, Eddie and Kenzie has it been doing pretty well. So, I mean, I can't really say anything much. But, you know, it would have been nice to get Madrid. At least it would have been, get, been, been cool to get a big signing. That would have just been you know, cool. But, all right, man, going into headlines, man. Cristiano Ronaldo, he is going to Al Nassar. I mean, everybody kind of, we talked about this in the previous episode. Uh, you know, apparently, Sporting Kansas City was actually pretty close to getting Cristiano Ronaldo as well. I think there was like, one minor details that might have pushed it that would have made him take the deal. I think honestly, the reason why Ronaldo is going to Al Nassar is because they're offering him a lot of money. Um, and I mean, <laughs> for someone that's 37 years old, definitely near the tail end of his career, getting offered money that you would probably give to a much younger player with, with his type of quality. Um, yeah, it's a no brainer. Um, apparently he was hoping that Real Madrid was going to give him an offer. I don't, I, I go back to it. Like a lot of the top clubs right now don't necessarily need Ronaldo. Don't really need Ronaldo. It, he's not necessarily like, um, he's not like a signing that like it just makes us better. I don't, I don't think Ronaldo will really, right now Ronaldo doesn't really make anyone better. Um, and, and it just goes to the fact that he just doesn't, I, I will say right now, he just doesn't press that. That is an issue for me. Like, yeah, cool, you score goals, but I need you to help at the back end too. And I get it that right now he, he plays, he's a striker now, and that's where he's going to play. And, and I get all those things. But the thing is, though, you still got to be able to help at least somewhat defensively. You're like one of the worst pressing strikers, and it was clear in the Premier League. So, yeah. Um, but I think it makes sense. You know, it makes a lot of sense, this move. You know, he's going to a place that's going to pay him a lot of money. And which a lot of places I'm sure wasn't going to do that for him. Um, it would have been cool to see him in the MLS. I think it would have been huge for the league. Um, now it's, it's huge for the Saudi league. Uh, am I going to watch on the star games? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. First off, I don't know how to access those, those games. And second, I, I don't know what I've, I've never watched that league. I can't tell you if it's a good league or not. Um, Abubakar who, Plays for Al Nassar actually is going to leave, I guess. Um, leave the club, which is interesting. Um, the guy that wore number seven for Al Nassar refused to give no, the number seven up. Um, so they just released him. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, apparently there's like a lot of, a lot of players that Al Nassar is looking to get. Marco Royce, uh, Luca Modric. Uh, Sergio Ramos. So they're trying to just create their own all-star team of their own over there. Um, I think a, a rival of Al Nassar is actually going, trying to get messy. And so, yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to make this league more, more, I guess, try to get more eyes on the league. I kind of similar to what like the Chinese Super League was trying to do. Um, 
you know, and it didn't really didn't work out. And so, yeah, it, it happens. Uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe, maybe it works out. Maybe, maybe something happens, but Ronaldo kind of mentioned it when he mentioned that Piers Morgan interview. Um, that he thinks he has like two more years in him. That contract's only, that's a two year contract. So, I mean, I, I think Ronaldo is done. I think we're a lot more closer to Ronaldo being at the end of his career. He's going to retire soon. I think so. But, you know, hey, get some money out while you're, while you still can. And, um, I, I'm sure Ronaldo can excel in, in that Saudi league. I, once again, I don't really watch that league, so I can't tell you what quality of players they have there, but, I mean, you know, obviously we know what, what, what capabilities Ronaldo has as a goal scorer. And so, you know, who knows? Maybe he set some records over there. We, we won't, I can't tell you. I can't promise you that. So we'll see how that goes. I, I also believe his son, uh, um, is also going to be joining the academy over there in Al Nassar, which I mean, take that with a grain of salt. Will that better him? Will that, I mean, you know, the guys, the kid's been playing for, Real Madrid, uh, Juventus, and, uh, and, and, um, and, um, uh, and Manchester United's academies. I would figure Ronaldo would probably want him. I guess, cause Ronaldo wants to keep the family together. And I could get that. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get that part, but yeah, I feel, um, I feel, <laughs> I feel that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that could that could kind of uh, harm his at least his trajectory. I mean, Sean Analogy, I don't we don't really know what he's going to be because obviously he's he's still very young, but the potential's there. And I mean, we've seen some of the videos of him playing, so you you can see that there's quality. But you know, but, you know, he's still not. We'll we'll, we'll find out. Maybe Alnazar has a really good youth academy. Maybe Ronaldo's going to look into investing into that youth academy. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But there is that man. So Ronaldo Alnazar. It's happening. Uh, Gareth Bale has announced his retirement. And so, which actually really took me by surprise because Gareth Bale is a player that I thought could probably play another two years. Um, but I think, I think with Gareth Bale, I, th- it's, it's more so that the guy's already done everything. He's done everything that he wanted to do. Um, you know, obviously he, he started off his career in Southampton, went to Tottenham, and then got like the biggest transfer. Was one like one of the biggest signings in, in at one point, uh, going to Real Madrid, and then obviously won Copa del Rey, won La Decima, won a lot of Champions Leagues over there for for Real Madrid. Um, he was just a crucial player. You know, he he was provide he provided big moments. I don't think anybody can argue that he was a really clutch goal scorer. For, for for wherever he played at, um, you know, played for Wales, got went back to Tottenham for for a loan when kind of where where he wasn't really finding his 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 place in Real Madrid, um, and now he's you know he went to MLS, won an MLS Cup, so I mean, I I, I think that he could have played another two years, but maybe Gareth Bale just felt like. He's accomplished all that he's wanted to accomplish. He got to go to the World Cup with Wales. So I think maybe he's just content. He's con- he's happy where he where where his career has gone has taken him. And he thinks now is the, the time for him to step out of the game and um 
it's crazy because you know he's thirty three years old and I'm only like two years younger than him. So yeah, <laughs> it hurts the ego a little bit, but hey, you know you can't tell somebody how to live their life, and that's the honest truth. Um, it is interesting. I wonder what he's going to do after. I don't know. Maybe he, like, you know, just leaves the face of the earth, kind of just goes off the grid. I, I really can't tell you. I know he's going to play a lot of golf. I know that for sure, but, um, it's going to be interesting what Gareth Bale does. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be like a TV personality. I don't think he wants to be one, uh, a coach. I can't really see him as a coach. Um, so it's really interesting with, with Gareth Bale. I mean, the guy could probably just, just be a guy, just chill, you know? I don't, as far as him like sticking with soccer, I really don't know if he will. So that's interesting. But as a, as someone that got to experience Gareth Bale and obviously with his time at Real Madrid, it's, it's, you know, like I said, he's come, he's come up big for Real Madrid in plenty of moments, you know, obviously the, the goal that he scored in the Copa de final against Barcelona is, is very, is the first thing that pops up in my head where he outran, I think it was Jordi Alba. And so, for that, man, I, I appreciate Gareth Bale. Yeah, the, near the end with Real Madrid, it, it wasn't it wasn't going well, but, I mean, you can't deny all the trophies that he's won for, the, for Real Madrid. Uh, you, can't, you can't ignore all the accomplishments that he's done. He took Wales, he, he was definitely crucial for Wales going to the World Cup. And, um, and he won an MLS Cup with with LAFC. So, hey, the man's, man's done it all in his mind. So, there is that man. So, congratulations to Garrett Bell and, uh, thank you for a career that you've been able to accomplish. So, I kind of want to knock out those two because those really were the quick ones. The big one is obviously what is going on with the U.S. men's national team. Um, if you guys don't know what's been going on with the U.S. men's national team, there has been an investigation going on on Greg Berhalter. Now, this is where, if you guys know me, you guys know I don't like Greg Berhalter. Not because of this investigation. I, I think this investigation is frankly stupid. But what I don't like about Greg Berhalter is that I don't, I don't like him as a coach. I don't like his decisions. I don't like that he, he values his system more. Than hit than the players that he has, I think he has not utilized the full potential of the U.S. men's national team. This U.S. men's national team roster. That's just my opinion. Um, I didn't like how he handled with the Gio Reyna situation. Where, um, look, I'm not saying that he should have started Gio Reyna. I understand that Gio Reyna doesn't necessarily fit to his system unless he plays on the wing, but. You know, Gio Reyna is a number 10. He plays, uh, he plays the camp position. So for me, Berhalter doesn't use camps. Like he uses dual eights and a, and a six in his midfield. So he doesn't necessarily have a place for Gio Reyna. So I understand why Gio Reyna wouldn't get a start. And I mean, you would probably use him on the wing, but you have Timothy Way up and Christian Pulisic. Um, and then obviously you had either uh, Josh Sargent or, or Haji Wright or, um, or Jesus Ferreira over uh, at the striker position. Some may argue maybe you should have moved Timothy Wea to the striker position and probably had Gio Reyna on the wing. Um, 
Some could argue maybe Brent Aronson should be the guy on the wing instead of Gio Reyna because of the fact that Aronson has been playing with this U.S. men's national team because, you know, Gio Reyna has injury issues. Um, so a lot of things you can throw in and, and mention. But for me, um, the, the thing that I, I didn't like how he handled the situation was because, and, and I'll go ahead and like kind of touch up on what happened in the World Cup. Um, you know, Bro Halter ends up telling Reyna that he's not going to play as uh, he's not going to play a lot, which I mean, I I, I think it, you know it's nice of him to be honest with him. So I get I get like just being straightforward with a player um, instead of letting them just be frustrated when they're not getting called up on the roster. Um, and and at that moment, that's on Reyna, like how Reyna wants to react in that scenario. That's on him, and obviously, yes, he's young, and, and maybe people need to remember that that he is—he's still a kid. Um, but you know, you're a professional player now. Like you, you know, you're—you weren't—you're not—you're not a regular starter at, at at Dortmund when you first got called up with the Dortmund team. So, um, you know that I, I think at that moment he was just kind of out of it. You know, obviously he was. Not being very professional about it, he was not giving all all a hundred percent in the training sessions. Um, he was kind of being, I guess, a distraction in the locker room. Um, clearly, because it got to the point where they had to do a team vote to decide whether or not to keep keep Reyna in with the team or let him just go home um, for the World Cup. And so, and you know, players went up to him and tried to talk to him so he could understand and and all those things. All that is, I think he didn't, he didn't really. And, and I think those are things you do as a coach that you have to get it, get it out there, put it out there. And then, you know, he let his players decide what was this, what was going to be the, the, the punishment, you know, what, what was going to be decided for Reyna? Should he stay with us or should he not? And I get all those things are actually, I'm like, actually pretty cool with the issue is the fact that this was supposed to stay within house. Keep it in the locker room. All that, you know, that that's what he was saying. Like, don't don't tell the media and all this shit. Also, uh, before I get to further into that, the fact that he was telling Reyna to lie for him about like, say you're injured, because that's why you're not playing. Um, clearly, you know, he knew that the fact that Reyna wasn't playing was going to be a problem. So we should probably, that's a little foreshadowing there. Um, but going back to it, the fact that he said to keep this 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 thing within house, keep it in house. And then goes on some, I think it was like some press thing. I, I don't know what it was going, what was going on there, but he ends up talking about trying without like, without saying people's names, say the scenario. And it was just like fill in the blanks as he was saying it. And everyone could put two or two together, which was, yeah, he's talking about Gio Reyna, not putting effort in the training and then talk. So yeah, it, it got, and this obviously harms Gio Reyna. Uh, I know I saw Dorman taking, you know, saying that they know what, how Reyna is and they know he's a professional, so that they know that he can overcome all those things. And and even he had to, he even made a statement on Instagram and um, on social media about, you know, about that. Yes, he he didn't take it well, and so like, and, and Gio Reyna takes ownership to it. So I mean, I get props to him. He's growing. And he's going to learn things as he continues on in his young career. I still believe that he's his ceiling is a lot higher than Christian Pulisic. Um, I believe in all those things. It's just obviously those little minute things, which is professionalism, is going to be something that he needs to work on. 
Um, but apparently people weren't happy about the treatment of Gio. And that, of course, is his parents. His parents, if you guys don't know, is Claudio and Danielle Reyna. Um, both of them play soccer. Obviously, everybody knows Claudio Reyna has played for teams like Manchester City when they were terrible. Um, you know, has played with the U.S. men's national team. Um, you know, all everybody, everybody knows who knows who Claudio Reyna is. Danielle Reyna also played soccer. I believe also played with the U.S. women's national team at, at, at some point in her life. So he comes from a soccer family. Like you know, it's a soccer family. It's the Reyna family. Um, and, and so his parents, they were not happy about the fact that Gio wasn't playing. It was, it was frustration there, and. Uh, and this kind of goes back into this investigation. Um, so the year is 1991. And, you know, Greg Berhalter was dating this woman named Rosalind. Um, Rosalind is a player at the University of North Carolina and also has played with the U.S. Women's National Team, also roommates with Danielle Reyna. Um, she goes, they're going on a date with, with, Berhalter goes on a date with Rosalind and they get into an argument and out of frustration, Greg Berhalter kicks Rosalind. Take that for what you will. Obviously, we I'm not there. You're not there. We don't really know what the hell kicking a person means, but um, he kicks her. And obviously, he's a soccer player, so people think that like all of a sudden, we have this high strength of kicking a, a person would be very Travis. <laughs> very traumatic. Um, but yeah, so he kicks her. Um, obviously they, they, they don't talk for a while. Um, you know, Greg goes and, and gets help. You know, he, 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 he seeks forgiveness from Rosalind and from Rosalind's family. And well, if you fast forward it to now, well, they're married. So I think definitely you can say water's under the bridge. Um, but, you know, so that's the scenario that happened. That's the incident that happened. And I'm not trying to downplay it. Obviously, assault is still assault. Whether it's a punch or a kick, it's still assault. Um, but I just, you know, just so you guys know what exactly happened that night, the incident that is going to be mentioned uh, from here on out. So Claudio Reyna and Danielle Reyna basically blackmail U.S. soccer uh, because of the fact that Gio Reyna wasn't playing and they said that they had some, they had some dirt <laughs> that would ruin, ruin Greg Berhalter. And, and I, I, I gotta say this, uh, this is kind of like one of those things. We're talking about something that happened back in 1991 with a person that clearly has forgiven this guy. Um, there's no need for, like, I, I will say that one of the things that I can't stand about, like cancel culture in general, is like the the ongoing of bringing up old shit, like shit that has been like it's like it's been years now, but people still want to bring it up. Uh, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of like the the thing that happened with Jerry Jones. There's a picture that leaked out. For those of you who don't know Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, also general manager of the Dallas Cowboys. And you know, there's a picture of him from you know back in the day where where segregation was very segregation was a thing and uh, there's a picture of Jerry Jones 
at uh, I think this is when kind of they're starting to, to desegregate schools. So then now there's going to be schools where black kids are going to school go study at. Um, and there's a picture of Jerry Jones. Looks like it's like a protest, for, you know, for desegregation. Like them protesting the desegregation, like protesting that there's black people coming to to the school. Now, I'm not saying in any shape or form that you know segregation is good or anything, but contextually, you have to think about what's going on during that time. Um, this is this is this is not the norm for for that time, and so yeah, there's going to be outrage, especially because there's people out there that don't like change, and and so. Maybe at that time, Jerry Jones was not for that, for that desegregation. Obviously, his upbringing was a lot different because that time period, segregation was a thing. Um, so obviously his upbringing was vastly different to what it is now. Um, so contextual, and, and once again, this is like an old thing. And then people want him fired, want him to lose the Dallas Cowboys and all this thing. And, and, and I would say if he was doing things like that now, like if there was like leaked footage of him, you know, <laughs> segregating his own players, I would definitely say, yeah, you know, he doesn't deserve to have a team. But we're talking about a picture of when he was young, when he was very impressionable. So like, and even, I don't know how old he was in that picture. Maybe he was 16. I can't tell you. High school age. Um, yeah, he's, he's at a very impressionable age. So it's like, how are we going to punish this man that's like well over, I don't even, I don't know how, maybe he's in his seventies, somewhere around in, definitely in his senior age for something that he was doing when he was at, in, in a very, when he was just a teenager. So, so that was kind of the whole point where I'm trying to go back here. Now, going back to this, like, this is what I mean. Like the fact that they're trying to, uh, expose Burrowhalter for something that he did in 1991 when he was, I mean, and I think he was 19 or 18, but that is still, yes, you're considered an adult at that age, but in all actuality, man, you're still a kid. You don't really understand life. Like, you don't know what life is really, really is about. You really don't know what life is until you're like in your late 20s and then you're still kind of paying for all the fuck ups that you've done from that point. And then it's not until you're 30 that you kind of get some sort of perspective. On, on, on things like you still haven't figured it out, but you definitely know you're a little bit, you know, a little bit better than your 20, 20 year old self. But, but the thing is though, the difference is that clearly Burhalter seeked help. Like he went and got counseling on his, on his anger. He apparently had anger issues. So he seeked help. He, he seeked to improve himself and, and, and clearly it worked. It, it, not saying that it worked, but like, like that, like, I mean, like clearly it helped him gain redemption from Rosalind and because Rosalind gave him another chance and now they're married. So the moral of all this is that frankly, who gives a shit? Because clearly the people that matter in that situation are fine. They're happy. They're good with it. They moved on from it. And then you have the Reina family who I understand that you're frustrated. You're, you're frustrated that your kid is. A kid who a lot of people think he's like the next best thing. Some that would rate him over Christian Pulisic, who a lot of people believe Christian Pulisic is the is the star for the U.S. Um, is not playing, and then he gets told by his coach that he's not going to play. 
I'm sure Reyna, Gio, Gio Reyna out of frustration probably told his dad about it. Um, but as a, and I can't tell you, I'm not a parent. I mean, maybe this probably would have helped if everyone was here for this, but I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't know about it. If ever get real perspective on, but like, I feel like at that point, you're just there to listen to your kid. He's probably frustrated, but to take action on that is to me is ridiculous. Um, and, and the fact that your, your resort is to go blackmail. And also, give you guys some, uh, some perspective. Claudio Reyna is the GM for Austin FC. Um, who the ownership, the owner of Austin FC, one of the, well, the main owner of Austin FC, which I believe is Precourt, uh, once owned Columbus, the Columbus crew. The Columbus crew is the team that Greg Brohalter coached before he became the U.S. men's national team coach. Um, so a guy that, Probably likes Greg Berhalter with some staff members that probably did work with Greg Berhalter. Um, and you were a former teammate of Greg Berhalter. And, and like the fact that you felt that this was the resort you had to get to is, is to me is just sad. Um, you know, you're, we're talking about how Geo needs to work on professionalism. Maybe, maybe the apple doesn't fall that all that far from the tree, if you get what I'm saying. Um, and and I, I get all those things to be, fr- like, I get you're frustrated, but uh, this was not the way to do it. Maybe talk to, and uh, this is the thing though, parents, parents are like, the coach is going to make the coach's decision. Like, they're grown ass people, they have to make decisions, hard decisions that affect, uh, that can affect the impact of a game. And I understand that, like, you know, you want to see your kid play and all those things. And, and you got to remember also, Giorena came back from a big injury. So maybe that he was kind of being careful about that with him. Um, cause he does have just like kind of funny enough, just like Christian Blizzard, he has injury issues. Um, so like for you to resort to blackmail. Because of a coaching decision is, uh, it to me is pathetic. Um, yeah, I think the whole Reina family needs to work on, on, uh, on professionalism there. Um, but now let's talk about U.S. soccer because this is definitely not a good look. You got literally an episode of Friday Night Lights happening right now where parents are just not happy. A parent is not happy that their kid is not playing and is willing to do all that they can to make sure that this coach Never coaches another day in his life. This is literally an episode of Friday Night Lights now. Now that I'm like saying, saying what the hell's going on. Um, <laughs> that is just weird to me, but like when, when you have things like that going on and now you're, and, and the fact that U.S. soccer is like, yeah, let's go ahead and investigate it. There's really nothing to, like go talk to Rosalind, tell her, ask her what happened. And then, and then like, how does she feel? If she feels great, if she, if she feels like she's moved on from there, they, I hope that they have moved on from 1991, um, especially if they're married. Then case closed. It's over. It's done. Like they're fine. If, if it's still recur, like it, it'd be different if he was still, you know, abusive to Rosalind. And I, I can't tell you if he is. I can't tell you that he's not. Um, but I mean, I'm just saying. It would be safe to assume, but 
yeah, it's not going to be a good look because now it's going to be a little. It's going to make things a little bit harder for the U.S. for U.S. soccer to to find a coach. Um, it's going to make things a lot more difficult now. Um, yeah, it, it just it's just going to make things a lot more difficult. Um, I know that they were grasping at straws, but they try they made an offer to Zandine Zidane. Zidane obviously declined. I think there's other reasons why he declined. I don't think that necessarily this what this what happened. What's happening now was the main issue, but it's definitely probably didn't help. But, but yeah, man, um, U.S. soccer, you're going to have to find a way to get a grip of this situation because you can't have this happening. And at, at the Reina family, that them as a whole need to work on some professionalism. But yeah. So those are my thoughts. Those are the headlines. I'm going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with uh, games to recap. This break was brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. Go ahead and check it out. From NFL to NASCAR, Fanatics has you covered. So go ahead and check out the link on our bios at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter. And go ahead and get yourself some shopping brought to you by Fanatics. Once again, thank you for Fanatics being a proud partner of insert name FC. Alright, and we're back. Alright, games to recap. There's only one game to recap, actually. And that is Napoli beating Juventus 5-1. to Napoli had 6% of the possession. Napoli outshot uh, Juventus 14-11. to 10 shots were on target to Napoli's 2 shots on target. Yeah, Napoli's just on fire, man. Um, hopefully they can keep this up, man, because they are, they're continuing to push on their, on their strong lead that they have right now over in the Serie A. It'll really be it, honestly. It'd be cool to see just different champions every year. I, I think personally that just builds up. That make that's what makes a league a really good league is when there's like multiple champions, not just the same team winning it every year. Because that sucks. Um, but yeah, I think Juventus actually had like an undefeated streak. It had like a quite a quite a streak going into this one. I think this was like their first loss in a while. So that's a big one for them. Yeah, overall just a good game. Um, so super late, but well, we're already two games into it, but the 2023, uh, uh, Glasura has kicked off in Liga Mekis. Um, it, it, you know, obviously, uh, yeah, uh, the tournament has happened. Um, so. We're gonna look back at uh, the apertura of twenty of last year, um, and 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 share our thoughts on uh, share my thoughts on what this season could do, what this season could bring. But all right, man. So obviously, last in the apertura we had Atlético San Luis, Mazatlán, Tijuana, Pumas, Alas, and Carretaro. Uh, you know, in the bottom, did not qualify for the for any of the playoffs. Um, from these group, from these teams, um, I feel I I would like to see Pumas turn it around. Um, I would like to see Pumas turn it around because I would. I think that there that's a team that I always recognize as a playoff contender. Um, Atlas, I mean, they went from winning two straight championships to you know definitely. Falling off, but 
hey, they got the two championships. But that would be a team I would like to see a little bit more competitive as well. Kind of remind people why they why they were the 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 back to back champions. Um, the teams for reclassification were uh, were Tigres, Toluca, Cruz Azul, Puebla, Guala, Chivas de Guadalajara, León, Juárez, and Necaxa. Teams that I can see like fall off. Um, you know, I could see Juárez be a team that could fall off in there. Necaxa. I mean, obviously. When I think of Nagax, I always think about that ownership group of uh, Justin Verlander, Mozil Ozil, and um, and Eva Lagoria. But but yeah, um, Toluca was a big surprise last year. I mean, they made it all the way to the final only to get destroyed by Pachuca. Um, but you know, still impressive for them. Hopefully, they can build up from that. Maybe add add more defense because I think their defense was definitely the issue. Um, but yeah, I mean, still. Pretty, uh, from any of these teams for reclassification that I can see fall off, I could definitely see Juarez fall off. Um, a team that I can see like maybe make a push for like the final four, I would say Tigres. I think Tigres needs to needs to finally just do it, man. Like I I, I feel like Tigres is a team. Um, Piojo is not going to be with them this year, this coming season. So yeah, they they need to do something. Now the top four: America, Monterrey, Santos Laguna, and Pachuca. Um, a team that I can see fall off. I think it's Santos. I think Santos were the, was the weaker of the top four teams. Obviously, Toluca took advantage of that. Um, Pachuca is a very strong team, in my opinion. Um, America is going to be a little bit different because Memo, Memo Ochoa is now playing for Monza over in Italy. So it's going to be a lot different, uh, this time around in the, in the, uh, Clausura. 2023. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting season uh, with the with the apertura. Um, I mean, with the clausura. I don't know why I said apertura. Uh, with the clausura happening. Um, but yeah, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a fun one. Um, if I had to predict my winner uh, for the clausura. Uh, I want to. I really want to say Tigres, but I don't want to because I, I think that will that curse it. Um, I don't think Pachuca can come back. I don't. I don't, I don't know if Pachuca can go back to back. Um, but America is, is still a loaded team. Um, but. Fuck it, I'll just say Tigres. I think the I can I can see Tigres winning it. Uh Toluca, I hope is, you know, as a fan of Toluca, I hope to like see them still being competitively, but um I don't know if they did enough to really fix their team uh after last season's embarrassment. But uh we'll we'll see, man. Uh, I'm excited to watch Liga Mekis is a fun league to watch. I think if you guys um especially if you live here in the United States, um their time schedule is a little more helpful. Real, more realistic for fans, but, but yeah, uh, I would I would say watch League I Mackies. It's a fun league. But all right, man. Players of the week. Players of the week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch is an apparel sponsor. Uh, apparel sponsor. An apparel company that makes shirts and designs, all with the help of the players' associations for Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, and the National Basketball Association. They do also come out with some pretty cool college looks and some retro designs. Um, 
I am a big fan of the Houston Astros. Um, so I got me some some Astros shirts. Uh, they they made some really cool shirts with the Astros for winning the World Series in 2022. Um, I got me a Jerry Pe- Jeremy Pena shirt and I got me a Kyle Tucker shirt because those those are two of my favorite players on the team right now. I mean, they have a lot of cool shirts. They got some Altuve's. Not not just Astros players. I mean, obviously all the big names in baseball as well. Um, but great designs, very comfortable shirts. I I love them all. So go ahead and check out intheclutch.com. If you use the code insert name at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% off on your purchase. Once again, intheclutch.com, use code insert name at checkout to save yourself 10% off. All right, guys. So there are some games going into this this weekend, obviously, because it's Friday. Um, even though I'm recording this on Sunday. Um so Liga Mekis, Chivas versus Toluca. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a Toluca fan. I want to see them play. And Pumas versus Leon. So I think those are two good matchups. And League on, they're actually going into their Coupe de France. Uh, round, I think they're, I forgot what round it is, but uh, the big one to see that one is going to be Marcial versus Dennis, which will be on Friday. Uh, in the Serie A, you got Fiorentina versus Torino. Uh, Juventus versus Atalanta. So we'll see if Juventus can bounce back after losing to Napoli. Uh, Bundesliga, RB Leipzig taking Bar- taking on Bayern Munich and Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Barrio, Bar- Barrio, Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, in La Liga, we got Barcelona taking on Getafe and Athletic Bilbao versus Real Madrid. Um, Getafe is one of those teams that kind of annoys the hell out of me and Edward. So maybe they can do me a favor and, and uh, upset Barcelona so Real Madrid can get back in, in, in this race for, for the first place spot in La Liga. And in the English Premier League, we got Chelsea versus Liverpool and Arsenal versus Manchester United. So the singing bet, which um, if you guys have been keeping track, uh, Edward went from started this season singing bet with negative seven points um, with Barcelona beating Atletico Madrid and Manchester United beating... uh, I just realized I did not announce players of the week. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Let me let me finish up games to watch and then we'll do players of the week properly. <laughs> oh my god, that was just woo, went over my head on that one. But all right. Uh but yeah, so Edward so Ma- our, uh Manchester City Manchester United beat Manchester City. Um and so now Edward's now with three points on the table. He's actually in second, Spencer. Um, who also started this turn this season with negative points as well. He's at zero, so I'm at ten points, so I'm still kind of fine. But you know, I should win it this year just because of that. But so kind of an asterisk year. But it's really Edward and Spencer just kind of fighting to prevent from finishing in last place because obviously they have to sing for our end of year episode if they finish in last place. Um, but all right, players of the week once again brought to you by intheclutch.com. Use the code. Insert name at checkout to save yourself 10% off. Once again, insert name at checkout to save yourself 10% off. Um, Edwards Player of the Week is Marcus Rashford, who scored uh, the winning goal in Manchester United's 2-1 win against Manchester City, which helped Edward get a three-point boost being packed in the positive side um, in the singing bed uh, table. And my Player of the Week is James Ward-Prowse, who scored two goals in Southampton's 2-1 2-1 win against Everton. So congratulations to Marcus Rashford and James Ward-Prowse for being our first players of the week for the year of 2023. Obviously, 
We'll look over every single one of them and we'll cum- accumulate their scores. I think something that I'll do a little bit differently as well is I will post, uh, I'll post a poll of, of the, the two teams that we select for player of the week and we'll let the fans pick. So the winners of those fan votes will, will put them, will also take into consideration, uh, we'll add like an extra point towards their, their, their status. So we'll, you know, to make, make things a little bit more fun for, for this year's player of the year. So we'll even have a fan vote for it towards it. But all right. So congratulations, Marcus Radford and James Ward pros for being our players of the week. Once again, use the code in surname. Use the code insert name at checkout at intheclutch.com to save yourself 10% off on your purchase. All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a break because apparently I much need it. And then we'll go ahead and wrap this show up with my closing thoughts. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience from horror genre all the way to biographies. Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. Go ahead and get yourself a 30 day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this part of break. All right. This closing thought is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped has revolutionized men's grooming with the all new lawnmower 4.0. It, with its skin safe technology, it helps preventing nicks and make sure that you have that nice clean service that your ladies will very much appreciate. So if you use the code belly of fantasy at checkout, you will save yourself 20% off on your purchase at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. The fine way to be a gentleman. All right. So my closing thought for this episode, which will probably be a thing till me and Edward are able to three up, three down again. Um, and it is something that has happened recently. And this is my thought. If you're going to date a celebrity, especially if it's a singer, avoid, avoid, avoid at all costs an ugly breakup. Because well, artists do like to use their personal lives in their art, and Shakira did just that. Shakira drops a song, a music video. I don't know if it was a song or a, I, I really don't know, but she 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 dropped a song or a music video, which as of right now it has hit over 110 million views now on YouTube. Um, where he, she is, as a matter of fact, dissing PK. She. He, PK is getting on a diss track. He's getting diss track by his ex, ex-girlfriend, never wife, but ex-girlfriend and the mother of his children. Um, she, she disses PK and also kind of takes some jabs on his new woman. Her name is Clara Chia Mati. Um, I believe she's like a TV personality, um, over at Spain. But the reason why everybody knows, cause if you listen to the song, she's obviously talking about PK. Um, <laughs> And then she starts saying things like she traded he he traded a Rolex for a Casio, uh, traded a Ferrari for a Twingo. Um, that is just oof, rough. Um, she also mentions that basically how Pique is essentially out of her league that she basically settled that he reached. Um, all right, some people are gonna say that obviously this is a a sign of lack of maturity by by uh, Shakira, and I, I mean. Granted, yes, it is probably the pettiest thing you can do, and I'm all for it. Uh, but yeah, it was just 
it's just a rough one. Obviously, people constantly were trying to talk about this to him. Um, and I will say, man, props, props to, uh, to Gerard Piquet. He's been, been able to be very good about staying very professional about it. Um, he actually wore, and, and in some way being a little bit petty himself, he wore a Casio watch in an interview and then, uh, he was driving in a Twingo. And so, yeah, this was, uh, yeah, um, I, I do think she, Shakira is, I believe is the older person in the relationship as well. And, um, yeah, it definitely maturity is definitely something that needs to be talked about. But I mean, the song is also a banger. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The song is a banger. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's rough. It's rough for PK, but you know, I think he's, he's being good about it. He's being a good sport. Um, and so at least props to that. But, um, I, I, I think also because a lot of people are talking, uh, is this song going to be remembered? Probably not. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know many. Di- okay. Maybe back to back by Drake, who is dissing Meek Mill, but not their friends. Um, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't think uh, some people are like, Oh, this is, you know, her, her children are going to listen to this song. I don't know if they really will, but look, I mean, PK did what he did. Um, you know, clearly the relationship wasn't, wasn't working out. Apparently there was like, uh, Shakira kind of had to take a backseat on her career for, for PK's career. And, and I get all those things, man. Uh, you know, obviously it's a frustration, especially because like Shakira's a star, you know, she's, uh, a very talented musician, you know, artist. Um, and so I, I mean, and, you know, you don't want to take, and I, I, I say I give props to Shakira in some sense because obviously, you know, for her knowing how crazy her schedule could be and with his schedule, um, she chose to kind of be, the anchor. And so uh, I guess, you know, when you choose to be the anchor and you see, you know, kind of the way PK was, she said, you know, fuck this guy. So, I mean, could there have been a better way? No, but this was a very entertaining way. I'll say that, that at least that much. So my thought, my thought from this, my closing thought is, um, if you're going to date a, a musical artist, um, Try your best not to have it end in a very ugly way because this is possibly the, this is possibly the cause, the, 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 the end, the end goal of what's going to happen is you're going to get a diss track done about you. Um, so, and you can either be petty about it or be, be, be like PK and just go with the punches, I guess. I mean, war Cassio watch. I think Cassio is actually going to sponsor his, uh, seven aside league that he's doing. So. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a, a victim of a diss track, um, maybe do it. Do do how PK did. I guess you can say. Um, but yeah, that's my thought. I also want to take time to, obviously, you know, the soccer community. We lost a a true icon, um, three time World Cup winner Pele. Obviously, the the guy that revolutionized soccer. Um, and, you know, made people fall in love with Brazil. Um, is the root cause of Joga Benito. Uh, the reason why guys play with such flair now these days is because of, is because of Pele. Um, you know, there, he, he was, he was sick, uh, during the World Cup and then it looked like it was going to, he was going to, he was going to be able to pull through, but, uh, unfortunately he has passed away. Um, yeah, man, you know, it's, it's, it sucks, but I think that's, that's life, man. You know, it was, it was his time. Um, you know, we lost Diego Maradona. Uh, not, you know, almost three years ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just life. It's just how it goes. And, um, 
you know, obviously thoughts and prayers to his family. Um, anybody that has been impacted by Pele, which I'm sure is, is a lot of people, especially in soccer. Um, but, uh, you know, also thank you because the game wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for him. Uh, the barriers that he broke to, to get it to be at this level now. So obviously thank you to Pele. Um, but all right, man. This is episode 118. The, the redo, um, is done. Obviously you guys didn't listen to the first one, but, um, I try my best to keep it uh, to a good length for you guys. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out the website, bellyupsports.com. Um, also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at bellyupmedia and at bellyupsportsman. Check out all the great podcasts and shows that they have over there, like High Low Sports, like Corner Booth Podcast, um, um, uh, <laughs> uh, Talking, you know, BS, BS sports, man. Like, you know, a guy that I'm familiar with from my time at Unhinged. Time to BS. Time to BS, a guy that I'm very familiar with from Unhinged. He's now joined the Belly Up uh, family as well. But yeah, man, just overall, just a great, uh, great network to be with. Um, they're constantly trying to grow, uh, great partnerships and all that. So, uh, go ahead and follow them on, once again on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Um, also check out the writers, man. Great writing that's being done over there on their side as well. Um, but yeah, thank you to Belly Up. Uh, also shout out to Alejandro Gomez. She created the insert name SC logo. We love the logo. It's not going to change. People stop messaging me, asking me for an updated, uh, I get these like, I'm pretty sure they're fake, um, uh, accounts. They're trying to like rip me off or anything, but they were like, oh, let's, let's, let's update your, your logo. Nah, fuck off. This logo's great. We're, it's not, it's not game changed. Um, but Alejandra Gomez, she did it. She made it. We love it. We love her. So follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. So hit her up. Show her some love. If you need logo work done, hit her up. Uh, maybe she'll, she'll hook you up. And of course, man, shout out to our man, Roosevelt Spencer. Kind of similar to me, man, made a big move. Uh, in his, in their, in our, in our career paths, he actually is now in Seattle, Washington, and he works, um, works back in, in, honestly, I will say, man, if it wasn't for the fact that I got my opportunity with a dynamo, I probably would have considered working at Boeing as well. But, you know, thank God I, I got, I got my, my dream job with a dynamo. So, but, you know, Spencer's an amazing producer, man. He, makes our beats. He edits these episodes, man. We appreciate him so much. Like there's words cannot describe how we feel about Spencer. So if you guys need some beats done, uh, go ahead and hit him up on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. Um, you, you guys better do it now before he gets popular because once he gets that, that DJ mustard status, that dude, that dude about to be expensive. So. All right, so hit him up right now. So thank you so much, man. Episode 118. Um, you're going to have to bear with us with some of these changes till till I get an assistant over there at the Dynamo. But till then, man, thank you so much. And catch us, catch me next week for episode 119. All right, take care, guys.
Sigma 